Welcome to the May Contain Wine Podcast, brought to you by Wine, Women, and Wellbeing. I'm your host, Lisa Webb, and together we're going to get to know incredible women doing all kinds of interesting things. So grab a glass and get ready to be inspired by the amazing women in our global community. Hello, my friends. I am here today with Rochelle, who is a born and raised small town girl with big dreams. She moved to the big city to get her degree in business, a master's in accounting, and her chartered accounting designation. However, it doesn't stop there. She is extremely passionate about seeing and hearing from women who are killing it. She loves to share stories of women who follow their dreams, achieve great things, and are an inspiration to other women. She shares these stories through her Designed to Inspire podcast. Rochelle is also the owner of Danny and Maddie Clothing Boutique in Spruce Grove, Alberta, and online, where she and her staff help women dress themselves in a way that makes them feel happy and most confident. Hello, Rochelle. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is super exciting. I'm usually on the other side of the mic, but uh, this time I get to be the guest. It feels a little bit more relaxing. (laughs) Well, well, yes, just relax. You're in good hands. Um, Tell us a little bit about your story. Give us a little bit of we, we set an outline of you and you have a, you have a really interesting story and I'm excited to dig into it, but want to give us a bit more of an overview. Sure. So how far back should I go from the get go? (laughs) Okay. So I was born and raised in a very small town uh, called St. Paul, Alberta, uh, two hours Northeast of Edmonton. So it's about 5,000 population. It never really increases or decreases because it just people leave as people get come I guess um, and I did my whole school there up until grade 12 and naturally you just you leave if you want to go to college or university so I left in grade 12 and I wanted to actually go work on a cruise ship mm-hmm. I wanted to travel I didn't want to go to school right away but I got asked to go try out for the women's hockey team at Red Deer College. So like I'd only played hockey for like beer league women's hockey in our small town for like a year or two. Um, but I had played ringette growing up. So, okay. so I was not play. about to pass that up because if I waited a year, like when traveling, waited a year, I would have gotten out of shape like <laughs> freshman 15 and all the things. That's the thing. And so I thought, no, I, I better go. This is my opportunity. So I went to Red Deer College and I took hospitality and tourism because I thought I want to travel. So this is a good program to go into. So I went, made it like fourth line kind of thing, but it was my determination. So my determination and drive kind of starts like my journey from just, it, it just kind of goes to show like it's always been in me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was not like a super skilled player, but I, I just was so determined and so driven and so competitive that I ended up making the team had a blast played there, then went to Edmonton and Red Deer was a little bit too far for me from my hometown, went to Edmonton and, uh, went into business there thinking I want to go play women's hockey at another college. 
what else do I take? I want to own my business one day. Let's take business. So then year two or three, they say, what do you want to major in? And initially I thought marketing, cause I just, I don't know, love things, advertising sales and all the things. And my best mark was in accounting, which like, I love math, but like, <laughs> I kind of thought accounting is just for geeks. Like no, nobody like, does accounting. way too cool to be an accountant. Absolutely. Me. Right. <laughs> and my mom had always said to me in high school, you should take accounting as an elective. You're so good at math. And I was like, no way. So I, um, I, I thought, okay, I'll take accounting. And then in my fourth year or third year, I can't even remember. They're like, what designation do you want to do? Cause back then it was CGA, CMA or CA. And I'm like, well, which one is the hardest to get? Like, I was like, give me the hardest road I want. I'm super competitive. I want to try and, you know, do the hardest route. And that at the time, like, I'm not saying it's the best route, but to get a designation, the CA route was kind of your hardest, like in terms of how much work you had to do, like at a firm and extra schooling and then the big exam. So I went the CA route, went and got my master's at U of S in Saskatchewan, and uh, by this time, everyone was like, you should be a doctor because uh, doctors go to school for about eight years or so, and that's you. <laughs> um, but anyway, I took, so I got my CA and I've always wanted though, like I, I always wanted to own a business. So I would always look like maybe it's in makeup because my mom did makeup and I just loved all that stuff. I loved all things fashion and girly and makeup and hair and all the things, but like as much as I loved it, I was not super skilled at like the application. I wasn't like, like I wasn't an artist in terms of drawing. So like that wasn't really my thing, but I was really good at the math and business. And I worked so super, super hard. So, um, worked for a number of companies and then, um, fast forward like 10 years after getting married and having some kids, um, I had this like inkling, like I wanted a business and as the years went on, I'm like, I think I want a clothing boutique. Like, I think that's my thing. And so I had kind of told some of my friends, not like put super it out vocal. there into the universe. That's what you did. Yeah. Like I had put it out there to some friends, but I hadn't declared it like, let's say to the universe. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, my friend then said to me, do you want to go to Tony Robbins? And I was like, yeah. Like I, I've, I, my parents used to listen to his cassette tapes and like, I knew a little bit about him and that he was motivational. And at this point in my life, I was like reading what I called self-help books. But to me, it's just like, that was the form of coaching it, it, in a way, like back then, right? Like yeah. now you get a coach back then you read the books yeah, and they were all in the self-help section of the bookstore, yeah, which was always so awkward to go into. Yes. You're like, Oh, you're here too. Yeah. Okay, this chick <laughs> wants to find out what's going on. Like, I remember that. I remember yeah. just like awkwardly walking into chapters, like yeah. on in this aisle. Right. Or you kind of look both ways. Like, is anyone else noticing that I'm in this section, mm-hmm. but I just loved that. Like anything finance, like anything, all of that. Right. So my friends, like, do you want to go to Tony Robbins? And then I was like, yes, let's do it. And then I started and not really on purpose, but like, I just would happen to be in a conversation with people that I'm like, yeah, when I'm going to open a clothing store one day and not even thinking it would be within six months. Like I was still thinking like five years down the road when my kids are a little bit older, 
And at this point it was 2000, Tony Robbins was at the beginning of 2019. And so uh, my friend and I went, it was like the first week of January. So like rah, 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 it's a new year, Mm -hmm. new me kind of thing. So I left there. I think before I even left there, I turned to my friend and I'm like, I'm doing it. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I'm doing it. Like I'm opening the store. Um, I'm going to do all the accounting side of things because that's what was familiar to me. I'll get like the business number and the tax, like all that stuff. And that's what you needed anyway, to start ordering clothing. You had to have two proofs of business. So after we left Tony Robbins, I went and did that. And I even had like a couple of comments, like, are you sure? Like, maybe you should wait till the kids are a little bit older. And I'm like, no, I'm doing it. There's never a right time. It's like saying, when are you going to have kids? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like, there's never a right time, right? There's always something going on in life. So I went ahead and did it. And, uh, that's what started the journey of that. So you started online first, did you start online? And then how did you know when it was time to go like brick and mortar? Cause that's a whole nother step, right? Oh, yes. Um, okay. So that's a whole journey and a half. So I actually, so initially I thought, um, the accountant in me was like, okay, we need some cash flow here. So let's start online, keep our overhead costs low and, and Smart, then practical. save up enough money for a brick and mortar. So this was like February, March, 2019, started ordering some clothing. Um, the way the clothing industry works is there's typically, typically two seasons. Sometimes uh, some brands do four seasons. Uh, so like beginning of March is when we order for fall of like, like the next fall. That's long ahead. Yeah, it is. So you gotta be like, Hmm, I wonder what's the trend, like what the trends are going to be or Mm -hmm. how much I should order or what the world's going to be like. Right. We can get in that. That's a whole nother thing. Yep. (laughs) In in a minute. But, um, so, so I had started doing some ordering. So now like, and this is the other thing that people probably don't realize, but our fall orders start to come in in July. That's just July to December is fall, winter, January to June is spring, summer. Okay. So, uh, I started getting a few things. I or ordered some immediates, which is always an option too, depending on their stock levels. So I started ordering that and getting it. Uh, I got my first stuff, like my first order at the NMA. Uh, so I set up my basement to be like a little shop kind of thing when people were allowed in other people's houses yeah. <laughs> pre pandemic times. And so I just started selling to my friends. So they'd come over, check it out, or, uh, we'd start like little shopping parties. So a group of five women or a friend would bring like five friends. I'd set up some wine, some food, and they would shop like in my basement. And all this time I was working on a website, but like, I am like through and through an accountant and not an IT person. And boy, have I learned Mm -hmm. so many IT things in the last year. Um, but the website was just taking forever. I had found like, and you, it's so hard to find somebody. It seems like to do a website yet. There's so many people who are in it, but it just, I, I didn't know where to find one, how to find one. So I found somebody in the States just wasn't working. It was back and forth. And so finally I'm like, screw it. I'm totally doing this on my own. I'm going to figure this out. And I finished the website I launched it at the beginning of January of 2020. So almost a year later, which was not what I was hoping for. Um, but it just <laughs> takes, just takes plans, so long. Right? And uh, so then I'm like, okay, I got the website 
And, um, at this point I'm like, okay, I'm going to start looking for a retail space. So January, 2020, I thought I found the space. I had put together this like big budget and my husband's in construction. So he came and looked at the space. We made, um, like a budget for renovations. Um, I had brought my parents cause they, uh, own a commercial building in St. Paul and they know the landlord side of things. So, uh, we did all that. I was like, yes, this is it. And I was so pumped. Then I get an email and all it said was no, or no, oh. thanks. I don't even know if it said no, thanks. I think it was just no. Cause I cried. <laughs> I was so devastated. Cause I was like, why? Like, what? Like no reason, no explanation. No, like, I want to get you money. No. Like, did I lowball you? Like, I was like, what? And the lady who had been showing it to us was like, give him any offer. Like he's open to everything and, and had made it sound like, like this could be it. Mm-hmm. So whatever I picked, like, I just kind of picked myself back up and just kept on going, kept looking, thought I found another space Went and looked at it really thought about it, but just didn't feel right. So then this is now March, 2020. I found another space that I thought, okay, no, I really like this. It might be a bit big, but, um, so I was about to bring my husband back the next week and, uh, COVID hit. <laughs> as soon as, came, as, soon as anyone it... says March, 2020, we're all like, I know what's yeah. coming. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, we, he, we, we texted back and forth with the landlord and he's like, do you want to, cause back then it was like two weeks, let's all shut down yes, for two weeks and exactly. then we'll just be all so much better because this airborne thing will be stopped in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, do you want to come like regroup in two weeks? And I'm like, yes. Cause it just can't. Well, and we weren't, nobody knew what was happening. There. Nobody knew what was happening. And, uh, so that we, we, I didn't contact him after two weeks. Cause at that point we knew it was a heck of a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, you know, I just kind of thought, no, this could like, I cried and cried. Oh my gosh. It felt like I cried for two weeks, but I don't really think it was, that long. it was probably just a day. Um, but I just thought my dreams are over. I thought this is it. It was just a short little stint that this is what it was going to be. And, uh, I have now put my family into so much debt because I ordered, like I thought I was going to have a retail store. So now I'm obligated to all these orders. I didn't know if the vendors, um, if my vendors were going to like adjust the orders and how they were going to be willing to deal with all of this. So, um, I thought, you know what, I could sit here and cry and ball my eyes out, or I could pick myself up and do something about it and pivot (laughs) like everyone's favorite word, right? It's the word. Um, but what really got me to think that way though, like I can't even take credit for it is, um, my husband's a pretty level-headed guy. Like I'm anxiety and like worry and all the things. And he's like, what was your, why? Like, why did you start this? And like, I don't even know where, where he got that from, because he's not, he's not a Tony Robbins guy. Well, I, I did bring him actually, we went to Calgary six months later. So yeah, by this point he had been to a Tony Robbins and he was pretty impressed, but typically he's not that kind of guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all forward and stuff. He just is not quite like me, <laughs> like really, uh, invested in it. So for him to say that, I thought it was pretty clever. And, and I was like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like my why is so much stronger than what COVID's going to do to me. And it was always about helping women and helping women in so many ways, 
not just saying, Hey, look at this trend. You need it. It's about how that trend made them feel or how that piece of clothing or pair of pants, or even just coming into the store, coming into a store and chatting. Mm -hmm. And if they walk away and not bought anything, it was about the experience. So there was just so much more to it. So we decided to go live on Facebook. Of course, you can't have anyone over. So my husband would film me. We'd put the kids to bed, hope they would stay in bed, which didn't always happen. My daughter would crawl down on her hands and knees under the camera. <laughs> and my husband would be like, get back up to bed with his other hand. So no one could see or hear. Yeah. Except all my, like all these people were later commenting like, Renee, we can hear you. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny, but um, yeah, we, like my first live, I had like a hundred people on, which was crazy crazy but at this point everyone was home and just wanting to watch something or and so you were doing what trying on clothes no I was what I did is um I would create a created a rack of clothing of outfits so I would put outfits together and I would go through that rack and show like how this piece matches this piece and then layer it with this piece and then throw on a necklace or something and so home shopping network kind of feel I didn't have time to change yeah. You know, with, cause it was just me, myself and I, and it was like, I just have to show outfits. I just have to show the clothing. And we also did prizes. So like one night we did, um, name that tune. And then, you know, me not knowing the technical side of things, we'd play the song. And then later I'd watch the video and I'm like, it got muted. Why did it mute? But it's, then I find out like, well, if you play a minute or more, you don't have the rights to the song. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know how any of that works. So I wouldn't have known that either. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, well we can't play more than a minute. And so anyway, we gave away prizes, discount codes, and we just made it like a fun, entertaining evening. And, uh, it was really funny because was it the first one or the second one? I can't remember. I was drinking wine and I, and then the more I drank, the, the more I wanted to talk. And always and- a good idea when you're on live. <laughs> right? So I ran out of wine and, and so Renee is filming and I'm in front of the camera. Well, I, I can't go upstairs, get another glass of wine and he can't go get another bottle of wine. Like, so we have a walkout basement. Well, our neighbors were watching all of a sudden there's a knock on the basement door. Oh my God. It was so, so awesome. funny. It was so, so awesome. So it was my neighbor giving us another bottle of wine. It was like the best thing ever. Of course, everyone loved it, laughed. And cute, so it was, right? it was so, so good, you know, like when everyone's home and, um, with this COVID time. So, so anyway, the lives were going good and then things started opening up again. And I got a call from a friend. It was more of an acquaintance. We've become better friends since, uh, who owns a home decor shop and part of her shop, uh, you can go in and do signs like crafting stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, because of COVID she couldn't do that. So she had about 800 to a thousand square feet of space that was just sitting empty. So she goes, would you like to come and set up as a pop-up shop? And I'm like, would I ever like, mm-hmm. as if that was something I was going to turn down. So I went for the weekend. It went so well, like so well. So then she goes, do you want to come back every second week and like set up for like three, four days a week? I'm like, yes, I will. So that summer of 2020, it was like, haul all my clothes, like pack them all up into hockey bags, haul them all to the store back and forth. I'd rent trailers, borrow trailers. Like I can't even believe I did that. (laughs) 
like looking back, but I just, I was so committed and was not letting this go. I was not letting this dream go. And that's what, that was like the turning point. That's what gave me the cash flow and the like confirmation almost that women want to shop. Mm-hmm. They're um, sick of staying home at this point. Little did we know we'd be doing that for a long time off and on. Um, but they wanted to come and shop. And so I'm like, this is a time it was about the end of mid end of August. I'm like, I need to start looking again. So I called that last place that I had looked at and, uh, another space had opened up because it was a dancewear store. And that lady had been planning on retiring and she just retired a couple months early because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So her space came up and it was like the perfect size. So, uh, we renovated that and we opened the store November 9th, 2020. Yeah. We're 25. So yeah, like, you know, looking back, you know, at all the tears, but I kind of think not kind of, I know like, you know, that when we got a big no in January of 2020 for that one space, thank God, like, thank goodness. He said, no, because if I would have got it secured a lease, COVID happened. I had no cash flow really at that point like I did for, you know, when we actually opened in November, 2020, it would have, it would have finished me. It would have put this company away into the ground. Like it just wouldn't have been sustainable. I would not have been able to maintain it. And so, you know, now looking back, I'm like, wow, like, it's just really amazing. And I mean, if if people don't believe in the woo woo stuff, whatever, but I sure do. And I especially do now. Um, it was all really, really meant to be. Okay. So what is your biggest learning lesson going from corporate life to entrepreneurship? Because they're two very, very different things. Gosh, are they ever? Um, Well, the biggest one is that entrepreneurship is hard. (laughs) (laughs) It is like, I want to say the hardest thing I have ever done. Um, I mean, having babies was hard, but this is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the corporate life is very much, you're working for someone. Um, it's a little easier to leave your worries, your end of day tasks at the office, um, and then go home and, you know, you can have a relaxing evening. And then the next day you show up like your, your mind goes on when you show up. Um, entrepreneurship is not like that at all. It does not shut off. It does not stop. It is in my brain 24 seven. That has been the hardest part. And I kind of like, I mean, I expected it, Mm -hmm. but, um, so that's been like a super big learning curve because I expected it, but I don't think I expected it this much. And so, um, I'm still learning (laughs) at like the boundaries and, um, taking care of myself, uh, cause my body has taken a toll. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it and I'm aware of it. So I'd say like awareness is the first step. <laughs> um, and it is definitely a goal of mine in the new year. Um, but yeah, I would say like, you know, the biggest difference is what, you know, entrepreneurship, you definitely take that with you everywhere you go and the corporate life you don't. Okay. And you said, and I know this, it's hard to turn it off. It's hard to set boundaries. Where does work start and life like outside work stop? And, and it's hard to turn it off. Mm -hmm. What keeps you up at night? 
Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Where should I start Um, the list? Right. So, you know, the big, it's kind of in stages, I would say like at the beginning of the business, it was definitely, definitely like how I'm, or at least at the beginning of COVID when like, when I had all these orders coming in, it was like, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for this? So it was definitely financial, um, at the beginning. And then I think once, like once I opened the store, and, and I've really improved this actually, um, I would worry about, are there going to be sales? Are there going to be sales? Are there going to be sales like the next day? Right. And I would really, really watch it closely. Um, but I have a coach that I work with. I've been working with her for over a year. And that's one thing that we were like, do not watch the sales. Cause one day could be really bad. And then one day could be like super awesome. And at the end of the day, it just, it'll balance itself out. And, and if it's a slow growth, um, then that's what we want, right? Like I can't beat myself up over one day of lower sales. Um, and I also have to be patient, which I'm not, I'm competitive and I want it now. <laughs> um, which I think is a, probably a common trait in, in like very driven, you know, entrepreneur people. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, and then, you know, staffing, staffing is, I have never had to manage people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I have a really, really awesome team, uh, but it's hard. It's super, super hard. And, uh, that has definitely, definitely kept me up at night too. So, okay. So I want to, I want to go back and rewind for a minute because Mm -hmm. you in passing said they have a coach, this is a business coach. I want to talk about that for a little bit because mm -hmm. When did that come into the picture? Is this something that was suggested to you? Is it something you knew you needed? Has it helped? What have you learned? I'm asking for myself. Tell me everything. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So um, a young lady named Rachel Hollis that I'm sure everyone knows about. Might might ring a bell. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah. Right. So I actually started um, really listening to her podcasts and reading. And then I read her book when girl wash your face came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like on the Rachel Hollis train. Like, Oh, time. I was too girl. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and boy, am I thankful for, her. I still love listening to her too and watching her grow and, and develop as an entrepreneur. Um, so what, what I started doing and I'm not super consistent at it. I still do it though again, not super consistent, but is that five gratitudes and 10 dreams. So, you know, I really try. I'm like, people can't see. Yeah. I'm going to show you, but. Okay. When when she was in Calgary, my girlfriend, um, we were, we were in Italy that summer, but one of my best friends went to see her and I was obsessed at the time. I was like, I can't believe she's in Calgary and I am not there. And she bought me, my friend, Monica bought me this journal. Um, it's sitting here on my desk and speaking of inconsistent, I'm not going to open it and show you inside. Um, (laughs) but it's there, it says hustle on it. And it's there as like a constant reminder that I should be writing down and practicing gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually where my husband and I went to Tony Robbins is when Rachel Hollis was in Calgary. Mm -hmm. We drove down there because I, like I had seen Tony Robbins, but I wanted to see Rachel Hollis and then I wanted my husband to experience it. So I was there and I, it was so good. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I try to do that. The five gratitudes and the 10 dreams. 
So she had talked about like she had coaching, right? And she, um, a lot of people she'd have as guests, um, she would often, or were coaches, and she'd often do coaching calls on her podcasts. So I was like, I need me one of those. And it was that or it was going to be a, a very consistent psychologist appointment every week because yeah. I needed somebody to talk me off a bridge or the ledge or whatever the saying is um, many times. So in my 10 dreams, one of them was I will have a coach. And, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, where do you even start to look for a coach? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's such a new a new thing, I would say. I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's certainly newer. Yeah. I think um, so. so I, and I had heard of a, like, I think I'd heard of a friend who had a coach in my area, but I was, um, do you know, Carrie doll? She was, um, she, she was a news anchor on CTV Edmonton. She, um, is the MC for the women in wealth gala in I Edmonton. Know you mean. Yeah. Now I know. Who yeah. You mean. Uh, so she has, um, the inner circle it's called. So she has her own podcast and during COVID she was going live every Saturday or Sunday morning on Facebook. Um, so she interviewed, uh, Christina LaCure and Christina LaCure is a professional golfer in Arkansas, originally from Edmonton. Okay. And Christina is a coach, a confidence, you know, it's so bad. I, I should know what she is. It's a confidence and life coach, I think is what her main title is. Okay. But I, I kind of think a coach is a coach is a coach because some days we talk about business and some days we talk about my kids and I just cry the whole time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, you know, she's all the things. So Our uh, she therapist, was, right. Third party. So, yeah, exactly. So she was, um, on, and she was basically saying like, if if you want to do a discovery call, let's do a discovery call. And what that is, is a free call with her and you just kind of get to know each other and you see if it's a right fit. Um, and it's free. So I did that and her energy is like through the roof and she's, she's, I just felt like so pumped, like almost like I'd left Tony Robbins, like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be like this and that, and I'm going to do all the things. And (laughs) so, um, so I signed on, it was like the biggest investment I have ever made in my life on myself. So I guess the house, my house is a big investment, but besides that, um, and so that was October, we started October, 2020, and we have been together for a little over a year now, I guess, and we will continue to be, and it's, it's awesome. We get on a, a coaching call once a week. I actually just had it this morning and, uh, and she's in Mexico, which I'm so jealous about, but, nice. um, <laughs> it's just, you know, we go over the, all the things we do. We talk about strategies. And like I said, like, you know, one time I was upset about something with my son of something he was going through. We just talked about that, you know? So it's, it's just so good to have. I just feel like every entrepreneur, uh, should have it. Okay. So you have a coach and what about other women? Like how, how did you find that other women rallied around you and how did that make a difference in how you grew? So I have like such a really good tribe, I guess, good little network of friends. Um, I have like a couple, two friends in particular, no, but there's about four or five friends in particular that like would do anything for me. And when I started this, like 
you know, one night we sat around our kitchen table and drank wine. The first night we did some ordering, I had like all the line sheets, which is kind of like a catalog out and got everyone's favorites. And, um, these friends of mine, I'll even name them Carrie, Terry, Pam, and Christy. They're like, they're just like, I would tell them, can you guys come and open boxes with me and unpackage clothing? And they're here in a heartbeat. Like they don't even ask questions. I mean, who doesn't love unpacking clothing though? When you're like, Oh my gosh, I love this. Oh my gosh. that Like, that's really what it ends up being. And then they all shop and buy. And so it works (laughs) out both ways. (laughs) Perfect. Um, but just positive. And, um, my friend Terry is the one who brought me to Tony Robbins. So she kind of had that like mind frame already. Um, but just super positive ladies. And I don't, I honestly don't know how I lucked out to have them in my life, but they're amazing. And since then, like my network has grown since we've opened, since I opened the store, like now, you know, I've met so many other ladies and just grew closer to some of the ladies that I was already friends with. Um, some who are business owners, some who have just become shoppers and, um, yeah, just in, in that circle. And, and they're, I just have such a good network of friends that it's, it's amazing. And then of course I did the wine women wellbeing event, um, in Edmonton. I did it virtually just after COVID started. And that was really cool. Cause that's, that started conversations with like Jen from my personal concierge, like oh, Jen, now we just pops up everywhere that Jen. <laughs> and like last week she came to the store and we went to that wine women wellbeing event here in Spruce and like it was amazing because doing that event, she is living in Calgary. And Mm -hmm. I remember messaging her and being like, Oh my gosh, like, do you ever come to Edmonton? Because I need help with my house. And, um, you know, like, like jokingly kind of saying stuff like that. And then all of a sudden now she's in the area. So guess what? You know what? I'm finding it to be such a small world and a community connector because we have women who have like Jen moved from like, her, our community became her community in Calgary. And then she moved and now she knows all the wine women and well-being, all the branches that are in the Edmonton area. And we've had someone who was at an event for work, like someone from Calgary went and started one and she moved to Vancouver. So she started one in Vancouver because she was in the community in Calgary. And then someone was in Vancouver for work and went to her event because they were just happened to be there and had nothing to do that night they went back to red deer and started their own branch in red deer. Like it's our worlds are all kind of like, it really is a small world. We're all like meshed together in this weird, wonderful way. Yeah. Well, Um, even, um, after, so I did, so Lisa or, um, Lana and Laura were the ones hosting that event. mm -hmm. And so I just like, you know, started following more of, of the Instagram accounts. And then all of a sudden, um, the Grand Prairie chapter shows up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I know one person in Grand Prairie and it's Julie. And I'm like, well-connected group of ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's my cousin's cousin. And like, we've been on a trip together and I've been with her many times, but I haven't seen her in a long time, but I was like, what are the odds? And then, um, uh, the chapter in PEI is it Mm -hmm. PEI? I can't remember. live in Edmonton. I can't remember her name. Shira. Um, yes, Shira. I, I didn't, I was going to say Shira, but her mom used to work because I still do accounting on the side or at night, or I don't know when I do it, but All her mom, time. yeah, <laughs> her mom used to work, uh, for us. So I was like, when I, and 
at the beginning of COVID, her and I and her mom were on a Zoom call together for planning my Facebook lives because she was a bit of an event planner and stuff. So she was going to help me. And then I see her like see that she's moving and then she's got the chapter there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know her too. <laughs> I yeah. just feel like I know all these wine, wine, women, well-being ladies. And I, it's amazing how it's and so all And so you must us. find this a little bit with, you have a podcast designed mm. to inspire. And so you're connecting with women doing crazy, amazing, wonderful things as well. Yeah. And so you must find that, that your world kind of like, I feel like it's one of those things, the more people that are like-minded and inspiring that you surround yourself with the more that seem to come into your life. Are you finding that with the podcast? 100%. Um, I'll kind of give you a background on how, how, and why I started my podcast. Um, so I kind of skipped the years from like getting my CA to opening the store. But during that time, I used to sit on the board for YWCA Edmonton. Uh, YWCA used to have in, in Edmonton anyway, they had the women of distinction awards, uh, their main goal or their main purpose, I guess, is to help women in domestic violence situations, which is incredibly important and very much needed in our community. But, um, they had this woman of distinction awards and what the reason I had learned about the YWCA, which I didn't really know because everyone's like, YMCA, YWCA. Mm -hmm. No, no, this one's YWCA, not MCA. So I wanted a night out. My girlfriend and I had just had my girlfriend, Pam, we had just had like our babies were little, uh, we're like, we need to get out of the house. And this is like, I don't even know, 2011 or something. And we found this woman of distinction awards gala night. So we went to it. And, um, as we're at our table, the fight song came on by Rachel Platten and all these women, all the nominees started walking down this red carpet. Well, both of us were just like chills, like, mm -hmm. holy crap. Like, this is so cool. Then they'd go up and they'd tell their story or they announced the winner and the winner would tell their story. And we're like, who are these women? And like, where are they in our community? And why haven't we heard about them? And it was just like, this is crazy. Like, this is so awesome, but we don't hear about this ever. So, um, I had actually ran into a friend that I used to work with at the accounting firm where I got my CA and she was on the board and she's like, we, we chatted and I'm like, this is so awesome. And she's like, what we're looking for accountants to join the board. Why don't you apply? You had to apply like it was a job yet. It was a volunteer position. So, um, I applied, then there's an interview process, which you're like in front of six women. <laughs> it's super intimidating, yes. but it was yeah. good experience. Um, so I got on the board and I had a three-year term and the second year that I was on the board, they said they needed to cancel the women of distinction awards. Cause we were just so short on funding. Mm. I was so devastated because that was one of the biggest reasons that I had joined, but I just felt, and I still feel that, you know, we've got this like spectrum and we have, we're like, we're helping these women and I don't want to say like high or low or bottom or top, but we on one side, we're helping women come out of these situations of domestic abuse and violence. And we're, we're helping them and their kids try to be safe and then start a new life. And then on this other side, we're recognizing these women who have worked their tail off in, in times of where it's just men who do that. And they're doing incredible things 
and we're hardly even noticing them. Like we hear about the sad situations so much, but we're not hearing about these like really amazing moments. So when they cancel that, I'm like, like what, you know, these women who are struggling, what do they even have to look up to or look forward to, or, you know, when we don't have that anymore. And it's not to say that they would all have known about it. Um, but I just felt like it's just as important to have these women recognize that it is to save these women from domestic violence situations. So I was put on a task force to try and come up with a different way that just wouldn't cost as much money. So I, you know, we tried to think of like an online version, uh, just a small gathering at a, like a coffee shop, you know, that wouldn't have high venue rates. Um, and just nobody went for it. So all my, like the board, like, they're so good. They're like, Oh, you know, like we love your ideas. And, and it wasn't just me. There was a couple other ladies on my task force, but they said, you know, we love your ideas, but we just, we can't justify the money. So I cried like the whole drive home from no. downtown Edmonton to Spruce Grove. Cause I was just so devastated. And I just knew right then and there, my, um, my job with that was not done. So then fast forward a couple years later, when I decided to do the store, I was like, I kind of like left this part out about the store a little while ago, but I was like, I'm going to blog and interview women and write out the interview in a blog. So like waiting for my website to come and, and then I would do that. Um, and then COVID hit and I'm like, I, why would I write when I do not like writing and I'm not very good at it. I can talk till the cows come home. Um, I can converse and all of that. Whereas like writing is just not my forte. So I'm like, that was kind of a dumb idea. <laughs> That's kind of what I told myself. And then when COVID hit, everything was on zoom. So I'm like, why don't I just interview people through zoom and post it on YouTube? Like I wasn't even thinking podcasts at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a couple interviews through zoom, put it on a YouTube channel. So I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't added to it in a while. Um, and then I, uh, I don't know if, if it was just like through having listened to so many podcasts or if it was my coach that really encouraged it. But then I decided like, well, what am I doing? Like if people want to listen to this and I want a lot of people to listen to these interviews, they're not going to do it in their car when that's when women have time is in their car, when they're working out or going for a walk, they need a podcast. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, no, I'm going to do a podcast instead. And then it just took me a while, but I got it done. And my coach, she also has a podcast. So she helped me with the logistics and all that stuff. And then I launched it, uh, September, 2021. Yay. And I've had yeah. the pleasure. What's that? And I've had the pleasure of speaking on it. Yes. It was so awesome. Yes. So awesome. that's just another perfect example of like the full circle moments. Um, I'm going to do rapid fire. Are you okay? okay. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> you'll, you'll be okay. Uh, if you could share a bottle of wine or sit down with one woman living or dead, who would it be? Oh my gosh. Oh, that is a really good question. Um, you know what I would, I think right now it would be Kathy Heller. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. Okay. You, you need to listen to her podcast. She Kathy is Heller. I'm gonna Google her. amazing. Kathy with a C. Kathy with Kathy a C. Heller. Yeah. Okay. She is, she is amazing. I feel so good when I listen to her podcast. 
um, she makes you think like you can do anything. She's almost like, like, she'll be like the next Tony Robbins, I would say. Um, and her story is really cool and how she got big and got some okay. listeners. I'll be looking her up. Yeah. Uh, what is your go-to well-being or self-care practice? Does alcohol count? <laughs> um, actually, uh, I haven't been super great at it lately, but probably working out that usually clears my mind and try to do it first thing in the morning. Favorite book or podcast recommendation. Um, okay. Well, I said Kathy Heller's, but, um, I would say Rachel Hollis or my coach, Christina LeCure. Podcast. If, um, sorry. What does sisterhood mean to you? Oh, uh, it means a, a, so much. Um, but I would say, um, support, like support would probably be like the word I would use, um, to mean sisterhood. It's just a, a a group of women who have your back anytime, anywhere, any place. And what advice would you give to your 16 year old self? Oh gosh. Um, my biggest advice, I think to my younger self would be, this is not like in a proper way, but, uh, said in a proper way, but like, who cares what people think? Who cares? because it doesn't matter. And it's really none of my business anyway, and it won't change anything. And, and really who gives a, you know, care, who gives a care. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. Okay. Well, I want to thank you. And you've done something really, really sweet for us. Um, you have made a code for anyone who is listening Mm-hmm. to um, go and do a little bit of shopping. So why don't you, I thought that was just the sweetest. So why don't you tell us, tell, tell the people how to find you, what okay. the code is, tell them everything they need to know. Okay. okay. So you can find us, uh, our website is uh, www.dannyandmaddie.com. And that's D-A-N-I-A-N-D-M-A-D-I uh, named after my grandmother's. Uh, and, um, our Instagram is Danny and Maddie, this one word, Facebook, same thing. Um, and then the code is WWWB 15. And so, uh, it's a one-time code for, um, a purchase from our website, um, all regular price merchandise. And there's so many great things. We have a ton of inventory, um, like to choose from there's, like, uh, people ask me all the time, how do you not have everything in your store? And I really don't know, you know, I actually do know it's, I see the bills in my head and I'm like, if I'm wearing it all, I'm not gonna be able to pay for it. So (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I need to sell it, but, um, yeah. And if, if anyone has any questions, you can certainly DM us, reach us at info at dannyamaddy.com is also another way. Perfect. Thank you so, so much, Rochelle. This has been just lovely. (laughs) You're welcome. And thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, friends. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and recommend us to a friend. Head to winewomenwellbeing.com to find out more about what our community is all about and reach out to us on social media. We'd love to connect. Until next time, stay classy, stay kind.